Episode 9. Welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, what have we got on this week, Tom? This week, Kyle, we've, we've got a massive week, actually. We've got a, uh, a great interview coming up, which we can, would like to say we've got Scotland's latest superstar, Luke Trainer, coming on to tell us about his, uh, his training. We've got our update, as always, and we've got some pretty big race results in the in the world of uh, ultramarathoning, actually, in Scotland, which is cool. Okay, Kyle, so what have you been up to this week? How's your recovery from Mozart going? Oh, well, Tom, it's, it's been a bit of a... It's, it's always a tough week after you run 100k, I suppose. Um, you know, being able to start running again was, was pretty good. The weirdest thing about the recovery was um, no injuries after after the race. Um, obviously, before I was moaning about my Achilles, my right Achilles tendon being really sore. Um, but I tell you what, that, that 100k sorted it right out. So I'm not going to give this as advice to anyone, but run 100k and all your injuries will be... Um, all your injuries seem to disappear. So there you go. I'm going to start. Um, I'm going but to, yeah, just an easy. I'm going to start writing some of these down, Kyle. We've got always eat sweets. You become a you become an elite athlete. You should wear welly in bed. And now, if you've got any niggles on your Achilles, just pop out and smash out 100k uh, in fourth place as an elite athlete. That's that's really what you're saying. It's what happened. It's it, it's it's, it's fact. It works for me, right? So <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna. I, I, I might not give advice, uh, but it works for me, so so I'm not going to change it. One of these days, it's all going to come tumbling down, isn't it? But uh, kind of speaking about that, um, I mean, obviously I was getting sore quads. I had sore quads uh, last week when I was doing my runs, so I did take it quite easy, just really easy running. Um, you know, I did mention that I went out to do. Uh, I, well, I, did, I mentioned to you, Tom. I, I tried to do some mile reps on Saturday. Bad idea, bad idea. Uh, I wasn't fit for it. Uh, I could hardly hit 540 miles. It was just, oh man, it was it was a bit of a struggle. So I was meant to do six. Uh, I only did four. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that. And then the following day, Tom, caught up with you, didn't I? Yeah, we had a cheeky wee run day. Well, we, 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 well, we eventually caught up. I, I was late as, as always. Um so apologies for that, but I, I was I was stalking you. I was hunting you down in the trail. You knew where I was going. And, and you, you're that predictable. I knew exactly where you were going. And lo and behold, uh, you, you come round the corner and in the trees, and there's Tom just shuffling around in the, in the bushes. <laughs> uh, and that, that that we spent the last few miles running back together, me, you, and, and Debbie. Um, but I tell you what, though, I had to I had to cancel it. I had to. Put the put the run short for me because I just couldn't keep up with your seven and a half minute miles. But what can you do? You know. What can you do? In your defence, you were uh, you you've done a hundred k the week before, and you were um, and you'd done a session the day before, and quite rightly, you were uh, you'd done enough, so you called it time. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah, my body just couldn't couldn't handle it. And then talking about you know engines and and bodies not kind of handling all this all this kind of work that you you put into your you put into your engine i was driving back home from work uh, on monday it was back from work uh back back home about four o'clock in the afternoon and uh i could smell something coming from 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 my engine uh, i thought it was maybe one of these old kind of style cars and you know like a steam car a steam lorry or something 
And then I was like, God, that smoke's the smoke's coming through my air conditioning. Ah, oh, shit, what's going on here? So I was like, right, let's put the hazards on. And do you know what? I actually was like, I actually thought it was a car in front of me. So I overtook the car and enraged, going, we need to get your, your exhaust checked out. And then I realized the smoke was coming through my air conditioning. And I thought, oh, God, that's my car. Got the hazards on, put, stopped the car, got the warning light out. And you know, the only thing I remembered to take out my car, my laptop from, from work. I was like, I need to go back to the car to, to, you know, to get that out. So that's got all my photos in it and all the work stuff and priorities yeah. and all that. Not life or death. You know, this is, that, that's the kind of how it felt. But my bonnet was smoking. I opened the bonnet and the, the, it was just smoking away. And I didn't know if it was smoke or if it was steam. Um, so I left it for 10 minutes just to see if it would cool down. And then uh, this farmer guy next to where I stopped, he, bear in mind, this is in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, this farmer came along and he was like, oh, God, oh, hi, oh, no, that's that's no steam. That, that's your, your car's catching fire. And uh, he, 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 ran, he ran to his house. He, he got some water and he, he, he basically poured poured water all over the, 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 the back of the engine and uh, essentially put a smolder in smoke out. Uh, I don't know if it was on fire, but it was certainly smouldering and it, all the fire got caught fire um, or it was smouldering. Um, oh, so yeah, it was it was a nightmare. And uh, I, again, I'm not going to ramble on about you know, I don't like to be negative, but I tell you what, the AA, what a terrible job they did. What a terrible job. So uh, I reported the car uh, said, my car's on fire, I think. What did they come along with? They came along, They didn't come along with a tow truck, did they? They came along with a van. So how was I going to get my car back? <laughs> you know. So what like, did they do? Did they fix it? Cars on fire. No, they couldn't because the car was on fire. They, they didn't. They weren't, they weren't able to start it. You wouldn't start well, a car. Was, literally, just... it was actually on fire. Hey, it what was well, it was smouldering. Um, so it wasn't steam. It was actual potentially. It could have exploded. It was bad, Tom. It was Jeez. bad. So what is the current um, state of the car then? Well, I, I tell you what, just back to my story. I know we're in a right. tight time frame tonight, but it's it's important I get this out. Go for it. Because I, 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 I've, I've been building this up for the podcast. Right. So I was I was stationary there for about an hour, an hour and a half, waiting for the eight to come along. They come along with a van. They then say, yeah, your car's, the car looks like it's been on fire. No shit, Sherlock. So after <laughs> that, right, you get we're going to get you a pickup truck. All right, brilliant. Well, I hope that's what was going to come initially. Um, it'll be 60 to 90 minutes max. Now, this is about half past five by this point, so I would hope for it to come about seven o'clock. Um, now, I could have went back home and picked it up later, um, you know, if, if I knew it would be longer than that. So seven o'clock came, no no, no van, you know, no pickup truck, no nothing. Phoned him up and goes, where's, where's this, when's this pickup truck coming? Oh, it'll be here in the next 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, perfect, brilliant. Uh, that's no problem, I, I, you know, a, a few minutes here and there late is absolutely fine. Half an hour later, no pickup truck. An hour later, no pickup truck. Right, this is getting ridiculous. This is now, this is now eight o'clock, quarter past eight now. All right, you just told me it was going to be that. back. You told me it was going to be here next 15, 20 minutes. That's an hour now. What's happening? Oh, well, they got diverted, the, the pickup truck. So it'll be here in the next half an hour. Half past eight comes along. No pickup truck. Nine o'clock comes along. No pickup truck. 10 o'clock comes along, no pickup truck. Right, this is getting ridiculous. What time do you think it came, Tom? The pickup truck? Half 10? Quarter to 11. Quarter to 11, pickup truck. So I've been sitting from 4 o'clock 
till quarter, quarter to eleven, five miles from my home, and I and I couldn't do anything at all. I mean, I had my laptop, I did some emails offline, but you know what? I forgot to take. I forgot. For, what did you forget to take? Your running I forgot shoes. To take my running shoes. Oh no! So I couldn't even run. There was beautiful mountains over there. I couldn't even run. So ah, oh, just an awful day. Oh, so that that's it really. That's that's be, that's been my week. Um, my car is back on the road, but um, the the turbo's gone in it. So I'm I, I had tractors overtaking me this morning. Um, so it needs to get another reassessment tomorrow. So that's going back in the garage tomorrow. So hopefully it'll be back in the game on Friday. Just like me. Hopefully uh, I'll be back to normal. To... As well. You know what? You should just go back to your uh, your training runs you did at the start of the year. You were doing your run commute. After Taberdeen, what's that as a mileage? Ah, uh, 39 miles or something. Yeah, casual uh, 39 mile run commute. Just knock that out. Uh, Screw the just car. Uh, but there and back, that's uh, in one day, that's that's the average weekly mileage, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. So, that's yeah, terrible that, luck. Terrible luck. That, Tom, it's, it's just it's onwards and upwards from here, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so what about you? What have you been up to? So my week... It's not been as bad as yours, actually. My car has stayed in one shape, which is good. Uh, Running-wise, last week was pretty pretty straightforward. Obviously, the week before, I'd done the live groove for the coast-to-coast, so legs were a wee bit sore at the start of the week. Started the week with a, a cheeky... Uh, actually, ended up doing an hour or so. Just over eight miles of running in an hour. Easy run. Tuesday, went to reps with a club. Legs were still a bit tight, so I ended up just doing a four-mile tempo. Sat at about 5.35 pace, which is sort of close enough to half marathon pace, so that was cool. Then on Wednesday, an easy easy 10, which was good. Good. Thursday, 400s. So I decided... 400s? Yep, so this, I oh. thought with these 5K, the road to UHI 5K, and uh, this 10K I've got next week, that I thought, you know what, I'll do some short, sharp stuff. So I did 16 400s, um, which was good. Felt felt good with that. It was that day it was blowing an absolute hooly, so oh. it was uh it was a pretty blustery in one direction. So the splits. Where did you go? Off. Yeah, did you go to the running track, Aberdeen Sports Village, or did you go to the Hazelhead? So I did them at Hazelhead. So for listeners outside of Aberdeen, we've got uh, a painted 500 meter track up at Hazelhead Park, which has 100 meter intervals painted on it. So it's quite good to do a straight line 400 rep. It's slightly downhill, so you end up getting a down and an up rep. So it's it's good. It's uh, it's not not bad for anything less than five hundred. So, so yeah, sixteen by four hundred Thursday. Really get starting to get the the pace in, which was good. And then into Friday, I had a quite heavy legged uh, run. Another easy hour, nine miles on on Friday. Then an easy six miles on Saturday. And on Sunday, as you mentioned, we met up and had a did a fifteen mile run with with the Greggs, which was pretty sweet. Before yeah. we sat in the garden and watched the football, which was pretty sweet. Drank some beer. We drank some beer. Good, did. Yeah, no, it was a good afternoon. So put, put the world to put the world to rights. Absolutely, make some podcast plans. So make some beer mile uh, planning. Beer mile planning, and we're going to get to that. So yeah, so as a week, it was good, six to eight miles. Um, and what I've realised this week, it's eighteen weeks now till Frankfurt, and it'll be even less for you to Chicago. So. We'll need to, over the next few weeks, start talking about what we're going to do marathon training-wise, because that's coming up pretty quick, isn't it? 18 weeks? Oh, God. I haven't even thought about that, to be yeah, honest. Less um, than you. Ah, you've got Lewis I, to keep you right. Well, I say that. Uh, yeah, he does. He keeps me right. but um, ah, I don't really want to get back into training. Ah, you, deserve a, you deserve a little bit of a break. Recharge the batteries, nah, and then I, you'll smash back into it. 
next couple of I mean, weeks. I've, I've been a week and a half now, and I'm, I've, I have been running now. I, you do feel like, you, you, you know, when you haven't been doing it that often and you're not getting the sessions, and you, you do miss it. Um, yeah. And you don't miss it when it hurts. You know, on the following day, you're walking like John Wayne down the stairs. So, mm. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, things are, I suppose, things are looking up for, for the marathon build-up. Um, yeah. Again, good weather for, for the for the warm weather, potentially in October. Um, yeah. So it should be should be good. So, excellent. So in terms of in terms of running, I mean, I've got now, so just to give everyone a uh, flavour of what's coming up. So that's next, so this week I've got a last kind of big, well, normal-ish week of training. Then next Saturday I've got that 10k in Manchester that I mentioned, the we love Manchester 10k, and then oh, the, yeah. the Friday after that the UHI 5k, and then that end that will mark the end of my sort of period of looking at shorter, sharper stuff. And I'm gonna that'll be mid July, and then I'm gonna buckle down to some marathon miles. That sounds awesome. Uh, it sounds like you've got a good plan in place. Um, so what what do you think? Yeah, have you got any targets for your 10k yet? Are you gonna keep it in the down low? Or are you gonna? No, I'm 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 happy to talk about yeah. it. So if you were cast your mind back a couple of weeks ago, I ran 34.14 at the Beach 10K in Aberdeen. I would like yeah. to think I can find some time on that. So I'm hoping sub-34 is where I want to be. I think early in the year I would have hoped to run a bit quicker, but I, if I'm honest, I just don't think that's going to happen. Maybe somewhere between 33, 30 and 34 would be cool. Okay. If I'd be chuffed with that, would be a PB. So, you know, of course I'd be pleased with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then the and what f- about, um, what the, about the course? Do you know what the course is like at the We Love Manchester? Is it undulating or is it flat? Or? It looks fl- it looks flat, but it looks quite windy. It looks quite a, a contrived route. Um, we would we thought you know while we're down visiting Fiona's parents, it'd be cool to to take a race in there. The field looks I think thirty four minutes will put you in, should put me probably top five. So um, okay, so reasonable enough field, and um, yeah, 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 we'll see how it goes. It actually starts and finishes at the Etihad Stadium on the track. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, or the, the warm-up track next to the stadium, which was used for the Commonwealth. So that'll be that'll be cool. And yeah, and yeah so I'll, um, I'm going to do tomorrow night. I'm gonna, it's now Wednesday today. I'm going to do three by two miles tomorrow at, at sort of try and hit somewhere close to 10k pace on that as a kind of indicator. And then yeah, then we'll we'll go for it next weekend. And then the 5k. You know what? I'm going to talk about the 5k target after this 10k because that'll right. be that'll be yeah. a better indicator. Ah, all right. God. Uh, the listeners want to know. They All want right. to know. Sixteen fifteen is what I'm starting to hone in on. I think that would be, be a great run for me. Brilliant. Right. Well fingers crossed it, it that's that's the case. Just just keep keep drinking that beer and keep injury free and you'll be you'll be all good. Absolutely. Anyway, so enough about my racing. What has been going on in the race calendar in Scotland? There's been quite a few different things, um, you know, locally uh, in Scotland and also internationally, actually. Um, the first one is the the West Highland Way was on this weekend. Um, so the, anyone who doesn't know what the West Highland Way is, um, it's a 95-mile run across the West Highland Way. Um, and it starts, where does it start? starts in, uh, God, where does it start? It's, yeah, it's actually well, it's 95 miles, 14,000 feet. Um, so it's a fair, it's a fair chunk. Of, it's a, it's a, it's a long way. Um, so yeah, it starts between uh, Mogai. Yeah, Mogai. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, should be good. Uh, Results-wise, we had well. Firstly, I'll, I'll, I'll speak about Dave Andrews, who is our metro guy. He was fourth. 
Um, but he had a phenomenal race. Old man uh, Dave, for the listeners of yeah, the show. Yeah, he, uh, old man Dave, he he ran his race really strategic, really well. I mean, uh, he says uh, it wasn't strategically, it was just what he did. He went out and just picked people off. Uh, and uh, he was in 18th place for a bit, wasn't he? I think, in, yeah. or certainly well down the field. And uh, bear in mind, it is, you know, he's out for 17 hours, so it's, there's no point going off eyeballs out to start with when you in the first hour when you've got 60 more hours to run. So, um, so yeah, really good result for Dave. Um, second vet, uh, over 40 vet, and uh, yeah, fourth overall as well. So yeah, excellent race. In terms of the results, um, the winner was just bear with me. I'm just loading up the results just now. I did have them open a minute ago, but uh, I was trying to look for the the map. Uh, right, one second. So David McClure was first. He was first in 16 hours and 24. Thomas Kak Masik was second in 16 hours and 42. And Rafael Gagsinski was uh, third in 1754. So quite close um, with the top three. Um, and the women's field was Nicola Adams Henry, who's a great, a great ultra runner. Um, so she was in 17 hours and 55. So great, great run by her. And Jamie Adams was uh, second in 18 hours and 24. And finally, we had Sophie Mullins, who was third in 19 hours and 41. Um, yeah, and we also had a couple other metros who who were running. Uh, met Dave Moore, who was um, he was well up the field as a vet as well. Yeah, he, uh, David, a great run, you know. David yeah. Moore, that's a very impressive run from him. Yeah, so he was in nineteen hours and fifty-one, and also who else did we have running? Is that about it? Was it? I think that was it. Uh, Adam Swinton had a good run, and we also had, I think that was it. Adam Swinton. Yeah, brilliant, excellent. So that was the West Highland Way. Yeah, and then, so yeah, so really good, big race, obviously, good to see a lot of metros doing that. Closer to home, we had the West Hill 10K, which is a, a 10K in uh, West Hill, which is just outside Aberdeen, and at the moment, at the time of recording, we cannot find official results on that, but I can tell you that Cameron Strachan, the famous rustler's man, who gets a, seems to get a mention every week now, uh, he won the race in just over 34 minutes, it was 34.05 or something. Uh, second place was uh, Jim Toll, and uh, I don't have a record of third place, but I know it was a Metro runner. And in the women's race, again, apologies, we don't have the full results in front of us, but we do know Nicola Gold, Scotland International and Metro Avenue runner, won the race. And in fact, it was a, a clean sweep almost of all the prizes of Metros. We had uh, Metro Aberdeen had seven of the nine prizes given out to overall and age category. So. Um, you know, really good to see a local race and uh, up in Aberdeen being well attended by by uh, our by Aberdeen's biggest running club. Excellent, yeah, well done, guys. Great result. Um, I don't know the I know the course changed slightly this year. Um, obviously, it's West Hill, so it's, it's it's on a hill, so it's not the not the quickest of courses. I did did it last year, um, and it was yeah, it was a, a real killer the first hill. Um, so I, I know they've changed it slightly, and they're not. You know, it's not in the the residential as much residential housing as it was before. So, 
Uh, yeah, the Larry Grew uh, Hill Race, which, well, not Hill Race, the Larry Grew um, Race, which uh, is 28 miles, and it goes along the Larry Grew, funnily enough. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, I, I've been trying to find the results everywhere, and I can't seem to find them, but I do know what the top three males are. Apologies, females. Um, uh, yeah, I can't find the results anywhere, but I, I do know from word of mouth what the top three uh, guys um, overall were. So George Foster, uh, he's based down in England. He was first. Uh, not sure what time he got. James Waldy um, from Carnethy. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, he was second. I know James um, just from, from the hill running scene. And third was our very own Metro at Hamish Battle. Um, so... So, yeah, Hamish was second last year, so, uh, yeah, third this year. But uh, I think he, he was looking looking to, to do a little bit better. But um, uh, hey-ho. Um, I, think it sometimes was, I think the weather was really – I think it was really warm on uh, on Saturday at uh, Braemar, Marlagru, through to Avi Morris. I know some of the guys who are running, including our own friend, James Cruikshank, who, who ran – you know, seeing the chat from these guys is that it was it was a warm day and it was quite a quite a, a tough slog. You know, I mean, you're running a marathon in that condition, so yeah, I think um, yeah, tough day at the office for quite a few of them. Yeah, brilliant. Well, yeah, if we do find the results uh, for the, the overall results, we'll certainly um, put them on the show notes for for folk to to have a look at. Yeah. Um, and then well, we had our. Loughborough BMC was on at the weekend as well, um, British Milers Club, and you know these races attract a, a real good, classy field. Um, you know, there's it's just a, a real depth of, of runners of various distances. So uh, we had um, the 5,000 meters, a couple of notable results for the Scottish um, contingent. Uh, 5,000 meters was Chris Jones who ran a staggering 13:45, which is a a huge PB. Um, and so that was that was awesome awesome to see. Uh, I think he was looking to get sub sub fourteen, but to smash it with thirteen forty five is incredible. And I believe um, that, that for I, Chris, well for Chris's time, that puts him inside the top twenty Welsh all time over five thousand meters. So you know, real, right. a real landmark time for him. Yeah, and we weren't long ago talk, chatting that he was up up here running a, a hill race. Um, so it just shows the the, the you know the you know, the, the different disciplines that he can run at and the talent that he has. And, uh, yeah. yeah, great result. And Chris, you know what, so Kyle? Well I bet you in that last lap, he was still smiling. The lad who always smiles when he runs. He, he was. I saw a picture on his <laughs> was he? He was <laughs> smiling. Nice. Finish line. So we've, been in t- we've actually been in touch with Chris and he's keen to he's kind of keen to come on the show. And we've had a busy couple of weeks and not been able to get um, line up something, but we're hoping... Very soon we're going to be able to get Chris on the show and we can hear from him about that superb 1345. Yeah, excellent. And uh, the the second notable result was uh, our very own um, North runner, Mary McLennan, um, Inverness Harriers. 16.09 for 5K, uh, which is an incredible time um, as well. So uh, I take it that would be a personal best for Mary. Um, so yeah, brilliant result for her. Um, I'm not sure how 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 that that compares to the the rankings um, in the UK, uh, but certainly the Scottish rankings that should be one of the one of the top ones in in, the, in Scotland just now with that with that result. So yeah. well done, Mary. Brilliant result. I think Mary. I mean, Mary obviously GB International ran at the 
ran, I think it was the Eurocross she ran up for Great Britain last year, so obviously a, a very talented young Scottish runner, and I understand she's running the UHI 5K in a few weeks' time, which is becoming a favourite a favorite race of the show, so we'll build that up, I guess, next week ahead of the race, but yeah, very excited to see how Mary goes at that with um, quite a strong Scottish field, I guess, Jenny Bannerman running, Fiona's running, um, potentially, I don't know, maybe the likes of Anna McFadgen up there maybe running, so yeah, very exciting. Yeah, brilliant. Right, yeah, so that'll be interesting to we need to get like a, a live stream of it. That'll be cool. Yes. Yeah. I'll go I'll take my bike and I'll drive. I'll I'll cycle along with my my wee fa- my wee uh, my wee iPhone. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Although I'll tell you what, if you want that'll to stay in be... front of the, if you want to stay in front of Kenny Wilson and these boys, that's gonna be some some speed you're gonna have to move and you might have to borrow Debbie's time trial bike to do that. Well, I'm not running it, that's for sure. There's no way I'll be able to keep up that these days. I think, at any point. I think we need to get a petition, a petition from the listeners to get you to run the 5K from ultra to 5K, not couch to 5K, ultra to 5K. That's what we want to see from Kyle Gregg, international GB trail runner. I tried doing 600 meters today, and what a nightmare it was! I can't run fast anymore. Jesus, so I could hardly break sub two minutes for a 600 meter. Oh. I used to be able to do them. In- 45, 146 with these. I could do lots of them. Do now, I can't do them. I'm shite. It's happened oh, to me. Rubbish. I'm sure when the chips are done, oh, you'll yeah. come. You'll come to oh, the man. come to the plate. Anyway, I was trying to chat, going, these these school kids are beating me. And they were like eight years old. They were running <laughs> past me. You're, you're oh, over the hill now, mate. You ask because you're an ultra runner now. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Let's let's get back to business. International so, yeah. news. Um, so we mentioned last week, so yeah, we had, yeah, we had the world long distance running champs last week. Um, we talked about that last week, and we actually had some two big results. Charlotte Morgan for Carnetti took gold, which is amazing. You know, a world a world champs, Scottish runner taking away gold, and uh, HPT's Murray Strain was eighth and the first Brit home. So well done to those guys. Brilliant. Brilliant results, so yeah, well done to Charlotte and, and Murray. Um, you know, obviously the, the British guys and girls did really well too, uh, well up in the um, the team results as well. So uh, yeah, brilliant. And moving on to another kind of ultra uh, long distance race, it's uh, I mentioned it last year in the show, uh, the Western States 100, um, which is in Squaw Valley in America. Uh, now this is probably one of the the kind of pinnacle ultra races um, in the in the calendar. Um, so there's a lot of hype to this race, um, and especially with a guy who who's looking to break the record, Jim Walmsley, who is and this this is his third attempt at trying to break the record. And he's never won the race, but he's always said to the to the listeners or to the to his fans out there that he's going to break the record um, as well as win it. But every time, the first time he he went the wrong way, uh, the second time he he uh, he bonked pretty badly, um, and this this year he's managed to break the record in 14 hours and 30 uh, odd minutes. So yeah, uh, he was he was first and he ran it by over an hour. Um, Second place was the current UTMB winner, um, Francis Duane, um, who is a Salomon athlete. Uh, so, yeah, a uh, big shout-out to him. Uh, he was in second place, so he's pretty happy with that. 
And uh, yeah, in third place was, oh God, sorry, I'm just loading it just now. I think it was Mark, was it Mark Hammond? Second. Apologies. It was, yeah, it was um, Mark Hammond, um, who was in 1608. So the... Also, just just to of note, I mentioned Paul Giblin, who's um, he's a Scottish guy. He was ninth, uh, which is a class field, and he, he beat a, a lot of classy runners uh, who were behind him. He's uh, he's sponsored by Compress Sports, so uh, yeah, well done to Paul. Um, uh, you know, he, there's a post race interview of him in the I Run Far website. So if you go into that, there's there's a lot of information about um, you know all things ultra running, um, but also a good bit of um, Good bit of work uh, put behind the scenes by these guys um, to cover the do the coverage for Western States and the female race. Um, the winner was in a staggering time and also in a, a course record was um, Courtney Dewater. I think that's nice. Dewater uh, Salomon and second place was Caitlin Gerben, uh, sponsored La Sportiva, and Lucy Bartolomeu. Salomon, um, and yeah, that's that's it. Uh, again, looking at the results as well, they were the top three were were well up in you know in the in, in, even in the men in the men's field. So um, yeah, real quality uh, athletes who were who were racing there. So that's it for that. Um, and what was next? What other results do we have? I think that's all we've really got to be honest for this week. It was quite a quite a, uh, an ultra scened race weekend hopefully we'll be getting back into some more more 10ks and other races coming over the next few months but what is what is coming up this weekend is a race which i'm going to let you talk about carl you've got it's a, a bit more interesting to you certainly as the as a ultra trail runner but the mont blanc marathon which is part of the salmon golden series that's right um so this is a 42k race um it's this salmon kind of series um there's a few different races which are going to be on, um, you know, in, on this in, during the season. Um, Zier Zanal, which is one, um, in Switzerland, which is coming up. Um, so, so yeah, it'd be th- th- this kind of race. I would encourage us to watch it if you're interested in trail running. Um, they're looking to get a team of approximately 30 people to deliver like a TV style production, uh, which will be live streamed on. Um, social media platforms uh, and also in the Salmon Running Facebook as well as the Salmon TV YouTube channel. Um, so that'll be six to ten a.m. UK time. So if you do want, if you're bored on a Saturday morning, you don't want to go to Parkrun or you want to just have a wee watch before Parkrun, head along, uh, you know, click on the link and you'll you'll be able to check it out. Um, so yeah, it's a good quality race. Uh, Killian Journey. Uh, won the race last year um, and also um, I believe Robbie Robbie Simpson did it last year as well he was I'm sure he was set I could be wrong but I think it could be this race or another race but mm. I'm sure he was well up in this race as well um, but I could be getting the, the, the race it could have been a different race but I'm sure Robbie did this race and he was well up in the in the race I'm sure he could have been even second in the in that but I have to double check my, my uh, stats he, he probably hasn't even done the race so huh. who knows <laughs> no, it's Sorry, cool. Rob. I mean, good for you know. I say good for Salomon. We talked a wee while about four or five weeks ago about the the half in Denmark that both Fee and Kenny Wilson did, and we said how good it was that there was TV coverage and 
online streaming and people can watch it and this is great this is what we should be seeing more in these big races is a bit on use of you know social media platforms to stream races to watch races and you know that's something i'm hoping is going to come more and more in because it really it really lets uh, the fans of the race see these or fans of the sport sorry see these international races and see these best athletes compete so I will be I will I will be sadly on my bike on Saturday morning, but I will otherwise I'll be hopefully catching some kind of <laughs> highlights and reel of it and watching uh watching Killian and others do what they do best. Which will be cool. Yeah. So close awesome. to the home we've got um we've also got the European Hill Champs this weekend, Hill Running Championships and we're we're really chuffed to say that uh three Scottish athletes will be representing Great Britain there. So we've got Anna McFadgen, Andy Douglas and Lauren Dixon all running which is um which is which is great that is in macedonia so yeah i think that's in the like the sunday that that race so it'll be i don't know if it, i think there's usually live tracking um but yeah hope, good luck to the good luck to anna andy and lauren um i'm sure you'll do awesome i know it's going to be really warm but uh you know i think all three of the those guys and girls have, have um have run in the heat so hopefully they've trained it um and they're ready to rock and roll so uh, yeah, good luck to you guys. So we've got a real like we drum drum rolling. Um, we've got a really another exciting interview as well that we're gonna um, we're gonna just start. And this is Luke Trainer. So Tom, you spoke to Luke. Uh, you interviewed Luke. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about it, and we'll just get straight to it. Yeah, I did. So I saw I caught up with Luke last week. So Luke Trainer, a lot of you will be aware if you follow. Scottish athletics and you know what's going on in the running scene. Luke has had some a couple of really, really strong runs in the last six months. Um, you know he talks about these performances in the in the interview. We had a big half uh, he ran in Barcelona, went sub 62 minutes. He's now the third Scot of all time over the half and over 10k, having run um, 28:32 at the Brian Goodwin 10k last weekend. So Luke is is a real talent. He's He's a you know a Scottish guy who's competing at a, a top level now, and we were really excited to to catch up with him and and uh, and hear how his training is and and what he's got coming up in the next uh, six months and years to come. I'm delighted to say that we've got Scotland's uh, latest talent joining us today on the podcast, uh, Luke Trainer. So hello, Luke. Hi. So it's good to be here. great. So yeah, we're we're um we're obviously delighted to have you on the. Tartan Running Shorts podcast, um, particularly after last week where you uh, you had your superb run at the Brian Goodwin 10K, and really you know you're you're really putting yourself on the map. So tell us a bit about you know about Luke Trainer. Yeah, so um, so I guess I'm I'm 25. Uh, no, I'm 24 just now. I'm 25 in like a week's time. Um, yeah, so yeah, from Glasgow, sort of born and bred and the south side of Glasgow, uh, but about my running, I guess, I, I think I'm kind of a, I think I was like a bit of a, a late developer, I would say, in terms of running, uh, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I just kind of enjoyed like undergraduate life a little bit too much, and <laughs> you really just didn't kind of come into my own until, until later on, but no, I was always more of a, a football player when I was younger. Uh, I kind of that was my that was my passion, but just wasn't really good enough at it, and so decided to kind of join a running club, and and things kind of things kind of progressed on from there, really. 
So, so when did you join a running club then? And which club did you join? Uh, so, oh, so I'm a member of Gifford North Amateur Athletic Club, or a Gifford North Athletics Club as it is, as it is now. Um, and I joined then, now, oh, when was it? I must have been about 16 or 17 years old. I think it was 16 when I first joined. Uh, yeah, just kind of took part in my local 10k race at, mm-hmm. down at the park where I live, and, and they kind of asked me to come along after it, so that's kind of how it, how it took off from there. Okay, cool. So 16, that is that is quite a late start. And uh, and you obviously you ran with them for a while um, and you're still running with them today. That's uh, So, yeah. I mean, in terms of so starting at 16, 25 now, talk us through a bit about the running, you know, since then, what you've, you know, where you've come, where you've, uh, you know, how your, how your progression has been. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I guess I, I kind of struggled to even make... Uh, like schools teams when I was younger, Scottish schools teams and whatnot. I made a couple of them as as a you know when I was in through the sort of high school ages, uh, but I was never really like you know never winning races or or you know kind of making an impact on the sort of national level until you know well into my like university years, sort of early twenties sort of thing. Um, yeah, I wasn't really. Uh, I don't think I was like a standout when I was like younger uh, yeah it's more, it's more just been a, a sort of so I would say since leaving for the States a couple of years ago when I graduated from, from uni here in Glasgow in 2015 I moved out to took an athletic scholarship actually to University of Tulsa to compete in the NCAA for a couple of years and I think things kind of started to, to progress from there really for me Okay, so where did you did you run at um, a junior college in the in Scotland? I mean, it competed a bit for the university, but as you know, it's more of the sort of club scene, isn't yeah. it? Like when yeah. you're at the university here, the university like like competitions, university levels, not really as big in Britain. I don't think there were a few races that we would travel down to the British University Championships and whatnot, but it was more just the the, the sort of club scene. When I was when I was competing at home. Okay. Yeah. So when did you when did you go to the states uh, to Tulsa? Uh, that was in like the autumn of 2015. Moved out there for it was like a two year it was a two year scholarship. I had two years of eligibility. Um, you know the average person gets four years of eligibility to compete in the states at like university level. So I had already gone through university here. So it turned out that. Two years left of my like eligibility type thing, and so yeah, spread my postgrad degree that I did at University of Tulsa. I studied a master's in education. Okay. That over the two years, just so that I was kind of you know always in school while I was uh, while I was living out there and competing. Okay, and I guess I mean so it sounds like that was you really. I mean I've had a look on I've looked at your power ten and seen. Some of the results you had over there, and there's some. I mean, it looks to be even just glancing at the performances and where you ran. You're running at, you know, NCAA meets and you know, running at um, in Eugene and these. You know, that must be a hell of an experience. I mean, how how did you, you know, what did you take? A, how did you find? How did you find life on that college circuit? And you know, what have you really taken away from that as a as a runner in terms of yeah. your training? Yeah, no, I think the that sort of of years that experience is what really has you know I do kind of owe them a lot in the sense that that is 
what has kind of brought me on. I think it made me sort of realise that I could compete at the national level and not just sort of make teams, but actually like, because in, in, you know, it's, it was a Division One college, which is the sort of highest level of NCAA athletics. So, you know, it's a, it's a really high standard. I mean, it's, you know, you get, you're competing against folk that are, you know, expecting to make their, their national teams at world and Olympic level. Um, so, you know, it is a very high standard and you just kind of get, I don't know, just being immersed in it, I guess. You know, I was, I had, there was a lot of, there was a couple of, of really sort of talented runners on the team, on the men's team. So I had people to, to sort of train with and push me in training every day. And I think, you know, getting two years at it, the first year I, I did all right, but the second year I kind of, you know, was, was able to, to sort of build on what I'd done and just having, you know, just living like a professional athlete for those couple of years was has given me the sort of base to kick on. Um, so, yeah, running-wise, it was just super competitive. I would say it was a just a high standard every race. You were, you know, there was no sort of easy races. But, yeah, the, the, the sort of lifestyle as well, I guess, was was very, very different. Tulsa's in, in Oklahoma, which is like the, the sort of Midwest of America. So okay. it's a very... Um, <laughs> very different place from <laughs> Glasgow that's for sure it's like a it's a very religious place so that was kind of you know it was I, I mean I think being a bit older is like going over there as a, as a 21 year old instead of going over there as like an undergrad like a 17 18 year old it was you know it was a bit easier for me but um yeah it was just a case of kind of respecting what was going on because the, the religious side of it was sort of very much like in your face with half the team okay. being from the Midwest and whatnot, so <laughs> just kind of respected it. But um, yeah, it was just a, a sort of different, very different lifestyle. Yeah, it sounds. I'm sure it'd be a very different to Glasgow. And how? And yeah. in, in terms of so in terms of your training, how did your training look over there? And you know, I guess that was it a bit of a, a cult or a shock to the system, or or was it a sort of a, a, a training that you were you were already uh, already following? I mean, I was on the training for, for that summer, that summer of 2015, kind of, you know, I was obviously in contact with the coaches the whole summer, so I was, you know, I didn't know what to expect, it was sort of a massive shock to the system, I mean, you're moving out to Oklahoma, it's like, in, in that sort of time, August time, it's it's really, really hot, sort of mid, mid-30s, 34, 35 degrees during the day, and, you know, super, super humid, so acclimatising to the weather was a big thing. I mean, the training was was my cup of tea. It was it was um, you know sort of decently high mileage stuff with sort of long like aerobic specific efforts, tempo runs, that sort of thing. Uh, a couple of them a week in a long run, pretty similar to what I've been used to. But it was really just acclimatising to that sort of intense weather and and also get up at you know half five in the morning in order to try and beat the sort of worst of the humidity. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine a lad from Glasgow going over to that heat is not. Uh, is is just not normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually love. You know, these past few weeks we've had amazing weather. You'll know. Up in yeah. Scotland, so it's. I actually love it now. Like that is my thing. Like I can. You know, I'm. I'm able to now. I seem to be better racing in the humid sort of heat conditions. So I don't think I've kind of lost it. I think I've kind of hung on to that. <laughs> That's cool. Whatever's happened with my body over those few years. And what was it like racing on the, you know, in that, in the, on the NCAA circuit? I mean, I've watched, I've seen some of them on, 
online and flow track in these races and yeah. you know that must have been a hell of an experience it looks to be from from you know looking from the outside it looks to be a, a, you mentioned it before a much more competitive a serious running environment than you get certainly at universities and colleges over here yeah i think that's just that it's just it's just far deeper isn't it you know i mean america's a, a bigger place than britain so you've got you get thousands of co- hundreds of colleges over there in the division one system and and a lot of them have got a lot of money so they've got the, the ability to bring in european athletes australians you know athletes from all over the world you know quality athletes um and so it's just a far deeper system and you know the likes of you know everything is just sort of you know very american in the sense that it's, it's hyped up it's bigged up more so there's more sort of a i wouldn't say it's, it's there's like more pressure on you but you know, in a way, there is more pressure on you. You can't help but feel that sort of pressure to to do well when you've got these sort of media outlets like Flow Track and whatnot, kind of giving up like individuals. And so, mm-hmm. when you get that sort of NCAA national level, you're you know you're you're kind of going into like, um, you know, for myself, kind of very much like an unknown sort of underdog, and mm-hmm. you're competing against these. Not necessarily like big names, but just folk that have been like hyped up for the sort of months leading up to the national championship, and so yeah, it's just a case of kind of dealing with that. However you, however you sort of deal with it, and yeah, just trying to just trying to compete as best you can. And looking, so looking at your some of your times of this, it looked like you were mainly running three, three, five, and ten k on the track. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So you'll compete in your sort of university league, which they call like the conferences. So all universities will be part of a certain like league and you, you kind of have to, that's kind of what the, the university sort of prides themselves on is their the conference that they're in, the league that they're in, and all sports will compete in the same, the same league. So you, you kind of have a, a requirement to, to race with, race and race well at these things so yeah at the indoor system it was um like 3k 5k and then moving to outdoors it was like 5k 10k so and then okay. going on to like the national championships that's when sort of all the universities come together and you'll you'll race and the uh, you know i'll race over the, the 10k usually in the in the summer season mm-hmm. and then cross country as well it's the same sort of thing okay and I mean, look at I mean, as I said, I've got your times in front of me, and you look like you were, you know, some run, some some you know, breaking thirty minutes while you were there for ten k, you know, low fourteens, fourteen oh four for for five k at Peyton Jordan, yeah. which is a which is a crazy race. I mean, that's looks like you really took a step forward while you were over there. Yeah, I, I think it was a it was definitely a step forward. I mean, those sort of times on paper put you kind of you're lucky if they put you in like the top forty in the NCAA system. Wow. In terms of myself, like. I went into the national championships last year, I think, ranked, like, maybe in the high 30s, like, low 40s on paper, and, you know, I think I can race very well, so I ended up, you know, doing quite well at the championships and coming, like, eight overall, mm-hmm. but, like, those sort of, t- like, yeah, <laughs> there's talented, a lot of talented athletes out there, so my sort of times, although they, they, they kind of seem good on a British context, um, you know, we're kind of not putting you anywhere close to the top over in, in, in the States. So, you know, I think for me, that kind of just helped me realise that, well, you know, okay, we're running PBs, but, like, it's, you know, we still have a lot to kind of do in order to get to that sort of top level. 
um, when you go back home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so that's so those times that's 2016. Looking at you know your record and and then so from there what so what was next then after your two years in at Tulsa you've come back to Gla- you've come back to Glasgow I guess and yeah. then and then you've you know, running with Gifnick from there on in. Yeah, spent a bit of time at home um, coming back from uh, the states in 2017. That was so it was okay. like graduated in June 2017. Was back here for a bit. Right. And then. Yeah, one of the coaches that I was speaking to, uh, like from a professional team out in America, that basically offered me the the chance to come out on a visit. Uh, Andrew Caster was the coach from Mammoth Track Club in oh, yeah. California, so so I ended up taking that opportunity and going out on a visit in October October of last year, twenty seventeen. So uh, yeah, I went out there for like six weeks training with the Mammoth Track Club at altitudes. Like eight thousand feet altitude oh, cool. uh, in California, and yeah, just sort of planning the rest of this, you know, my races around that sort of altitude trip. But no, that was that was great. I've, I've gone up a couple of times actually to to spend you know at a training camp with with the team and whatnot. And the plan was always to end up sort of moving there permanently and 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 uh, just sort of being based in in the Mammoth Lakes, but uh, unfortunately, just like contract reasons and things, it, it just didn't really, it didn't really work out for me. Okay. But, but no, that was no. I do think um, that also kind of helped to to sort of bring me on. I ran some fast fast times and and the sort of late part of last year, <clears> and then and then kind of going out to Barcelona as well. That was my sort of base that trip well that's the thing if we talk about you know you coming in from you know so Barcelona I mean is a great lead into the end of last year and this year and you've really this is where we're really starting to see times that are you know top class I mean you know if we if we start with Barcelona which you know 61.57 in December to put you th- number three on the Scottish half rankings I believe I mean that that must have been a, a massive uh, you know a huge buzz and what a you know what a breakthrough that was for you yeah, I mean, I actually think the, the like breakthrough for me, like personally anyway, maybe not time-wise, but personally came at the start of December when I raced. It was kind of a low-key 15k race out in Holland at the start of December. I had a bad race at the, the Liverpool Cross Country Trials the week before, and so you know, I was looking for a race, and, and you know the, the organisers at this 15k in Holland agreed to bring me over, so... You know, got into that race, and it, I mean, the, the top end of it was a quality field. There was, you know, five or six Kenyans, world class or Kenyan guys. Daniel Wanjira who'd won the, the London Marathon the year before was in it. You know, and I, I kind of went there like knowing I was fit because I'd just come back from Mammoth and I'd had a quality six weeks training up there, and I, I ran like forty three thirty or something. It was, you know, like just over twenty nine minute ten k pace for the fifteen k and. That for me was really the sort of breakthrough. You know, I was I felt amazing. I was competing with. I was only ten seconds away from the winner. Yeah, um, you're only ten seconds away from Daniel Onjiro as well. Looking at the results. Yeah, that's yeah, incredible. That's right. Yeah. Or yeah. So maybe a couple more seconds away from the yeah. winner. But uh, that was the in my head that was the sort of breakthrough. That was like, well, you know, we can push on from here. Obviously, that was a like fatigued performance from the week before and whatnot. So. But yeah, then going into Barcelona, that was about 
maybe two months after the 15k and again I'd had a really I had a bit of a sort of dodgy period over the new year with injuries but got a good sort of four week build up into Barcelona and that didn't really come as a surprise I was expecting to run around you know well under 62 around 61.30 even um, I wasn't actually that shocked at the time I know obviously on paper it, it looked like a huge breakthrough for me and a lot of other people were shocked but you know, after the yeah that sort of December performance in Holland, I, that was sort of expected for me. I mean, it's uh no, I mean fantastic, and yeah, it just shows that you where you've come from. I mean, so with that, you've obviously got um, you know, we ran twenty nine twenty five on a ten k last summer. You've recently come to twenty eight thirty two yeah. at Brian Goodwin last weekend, which um I was you know I was going to ask you more how do you feel about the rankings, but that race I've got to say I mean you were. You're running 28:32 on your own. I mean, what uh, that was a, that's an incredible one. That again, it's another you know number three on the Scottish list. I mean, yeah. how does that feel? I mean, that was yeah okay. That was honestly pretty shocking. I I, I guess that the kilometer markings around the course were a little bit off. So the whole way around, the guy on the bike was kind of telling me my kilometer splits, and the way it looked was that I was on for the 29 minute pace which is kind of what I was expecting like low 29 maybe just sneaking under 29 minutes so yeah to cross the line to be like 28 30 that was like just crazy I mean the race itself for me was decided very last minute it was the week after I'd like one and a half marathon out in the Czech Republic it was it was really just like a, a training session it, you know I'd had a hard training session earlier in the week and it was in the middle of a 90 mile week, like a full mileage week. So, you know, I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, to sort of taper for it and having, you know, have a crazy sort of PB effort. And, you know, on top of that, the actually the night before was like my little brother's birthday. So we were all out for dinner, <laughs> had a good few glasses of wine, like, <laughs> was a wee bit hungover in the morning, actually. Like, just, like everything, I guess it's just one of these days, like, where it's, you know, it was just one of my days kind of thing mm-hmm. that I just felt incredible. Maybe just not putting any pressure on myself helped. Mm-hmm. Just going into it like it was a sort of normal training run. But I don't know. I just, yeah, that was yeah, that was kind of one of the races that have really shocked me. And I guess just sort of proving that what I'm doing, keeping everything very simple, is, is clearly working. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's incredible and it's... It's you know, it's great to see. I know there was slow. There was a plenty of coverage from Scottish Athletics, and yeah. you know everyone's. It's great to see someone like yourself at your age come through and run those times, and it's it's really exciting for what you know what's to come. Um, so you talk. You so you mentioned that you, that was you know ninety miles. You dropped as a as a number. So talk us through your typical training week then. How does that? How how do you, how does your training work out week on week? And you know how how do you manage your season? What's your mileage? Yeah, uh, I mean I guess this year. You know the early portion of the year targeting the half marathon and it was sort of slightly different training to what i was used to just sort of higher mileage really um you know the the, the structure of the week was the same i usually have sort of two hard track sessions or maybe not track but just two hard sessions a week usually on a tuesday and a friday uh, so building up to the half marathon they were mainly like road workouts actually Tell a lie, building up to Barcelona, it was during that horrible, crazy snow we had. <laughs> yeah. At least we had that in the central belt. Um, yeah, I guess up in Aberdeen, you probably had it as well. Absolutely. Uh, just like 
terrible weather for, for a good few weeks, so I was running, I was working four days a week at that point as well down at uh, the, the sort of online unit warehouse for Achilles Heel in Glasgow. Okay. Uh, so that, that warehouse was based in Govan, so I was running from my home, Newton Mearns, down to Govan and back most days, or kind of running there, doing a workout at night and, and getting the bus home. Uh, but yeah, so two sort of decent workout sessions per week and like a good long run between 16 and 20 miles on a Sunday. Uh, the, the sort of total mileage, I would say, varied. It was usually between 90, 95, 100 miles during the, the winter. And like coming into the summer, I'll drop that a bit. I don't really like dropping the mileage too much because I think I really do like after a good few weeks of solid mileage behind me I think I really do come into my own so I'll maybe drop it around now to like 85 80 miles at the lowest and just keep that same structure of a good long run into shorter type uh, track sessions during the week focusing on faster stuff mm-hmm. yeah so nothing crazy not really do anything special I don't do much in the way of uh, like strength and conditioning work Okay. I think my time at Tulsa, like you know, they used to hammer the strength and conditioning, and you know, I would always just try and like basically just scab like whenever the coach was looking, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it, and just because it would it would ruin me. Like the next few days after, I'd be kind of I'd be sore and wouldn't be able to run as well. So I don't know. I I'm, I kind of I mean everyone's different. Absolutely. I don't think I need too much in the way of uh, like weight training and stuff. I do work with. Glasgow City sports physiotherapist Scott McCauley who's a great physio there and we do injury prevention work so like you know a few you know a few exercises every couple of days uh, just our body weight stuff but it's it's mainly just injury prevention stretching and mobility type stuff rather than actually like pumping weights I don't I don't do any of that Mm -hmm. I think that's quite sensible I mean I think you you hit the nail on the head it's what works for you and what you're doing clearly works in the last you know, a uh, few years. So, yeah, that's uh, that. I think that's quite a, a good message for for folk to take home. And what about in terms of your season? Do you, you're, I mean, obviously you've you've had a couple of target races by the sound of it. So far, are you you're working towards one or two races a year, or are you kind of working uh, to one at a time and then seeing deciding on your next target? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess like the start of this year, I've kind of known what I'm going to do. It was always let's target Barcelona for the half marathon. And obviously you can't run too many races if you're sort of in half marathon training. So, And then after that, we knew that, I mean, the reason for targeting a half this year, a real sort of serious one, was knowing that there was a world half marathon championships at the end of March, mm-hmm. which was the sort of like ultimate goal. So uh, knowing, like, like knowing the structure of the year does help. I guess the stage I'm at now is, is kind of in a bit of a transition stage, like a, a not had a coach the past two months so you know I need to like I'm talking to people and, and getting as much advice as I can but I need to kind of just continue doing that and really just continue thinking about what I want to do next if it's like the move up to the marathon then you know it'll be a different type of coach different mm-hmm. uh, type of structure to my year than if it's kind of staying at target and like 10k on the track for example there's obviously world championships next year and I think the 10k standard is very doable but 
know, moving on to the Olympics the following year, that it seems like my progression this last year or so, that the longer distance might make more sense. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in a, yeah, to sum so, up, I'm in a bit of a transition stage just now. So that's really exciting. A lot. So just that that whole sentence there is so exciting. So I've got a few things to. So firstly, let's. So coach, so you're not you're not coached at the moment, and you've. Um, who, who were you coached by until recently? So during the two years at Tulsa, I was under their sort of coaching setup, which was great. It worked for me, you know, and it, it did bring me on. Um, you know, but they, I can stay under that because they, they, you know, they're very specific. You know, their coaching is specific to the program, which is to succeed at national championships and to peak certain amount of times in the year. So I moved on to the Mammoth Lakes Mammoth Track Club coach, yep. Andrew Caster. Andrew Caster, yeah. Yeah, so he was brilliant. Um, husband of Dina Caster, the US women's marathon record holder, mm-hmm. Olympic medalist. So, you know, he really knew his stuff. He was great. At, um, he was great for me over the sort of, you know, period of leaving Tulsa up until the last few months. Um, now it's just a case of me because I'm targeting the, the 5k on the track next month um, I'm just really looking to bring my track times down I'm using I'm really just using workouts from like this sort of time last year uh, stuff that I was doing at Tulsa and just kind of really running to feel um, you know not necessarily making sessions up on the spot like I've got them planned out for the next you know four weeks but you know, if I feel like I need more recovery, then I'll take more recovery. If I feel like I need to be running a few more reps, and I'll do a few more reps. It's just, it's very specific to mm-hmm. what I think, you know, I need to get out of a session. Um, which, yeah, well, I guess we'll see in, in three weeks' time how that works out for me when I, when I run a 5K. So what is that, that 5K that you're running in, in a few, few weeks' time? Is that the... Yeah, that's, out, that's in Dublin. That's the, the Morton Games, okay. 5,000 metres. So usually a pretty high standard. Uh, yeah, it's usually a pretty high standard of race. So we'll see who turns up. They're kind of pacing it for 13.30 type pace. So I'll just kind of get involved and, and just try and hang on, really. Great. No, look forward to seeing how you get on that. So the next point that you, you raised there before, which is very exciting it takes me on to the next thing I want to discuss with you is so goals and targets what's coming up I mean you mentioned both you know the world champs and the Olympics that's uh, that's really exciting to hear you talk about that it's really exciting to hear a young Scottish guy who's hungry who's clearly in shape and you know for me it's clearly in shape to, to, to start mixing with those guys so so what is the is that a kind of longer is that a kind of longer term plan that you're formulating and you, you kind of touched on distance but you're looking at 5, 10 for those or yeah. potentially marathon? Uh, I mean, so if I was to compete next year at the World Championships in um, Qatar, it would be, it would realistically be the 10K that I would be going for because I would probably be in a, a phase of, of kind of marathon training at that point, I would imagine. So the, the World Championships next year are really quite late. They're in early October. Um, mm-hmm. I think mainly just because of the heat out in, in Qatar and yeah. Doha. So, you know, I think I can definitely run the standard for the 10K and it would be cool to, to go to, to World Championships for the track. Uh, and that's kind of my main thinking around that one. But you know, I, I do honestly believe that 
you know, I, obviously I don't know what my potential is in a marathon yet because I've never ran one, but I've never actually trained specifically for one. But I think that that will be my strongest event. And you know, if you're if you're realistically looking to make the 2020 Olympics, um, you probably have to run a marathon and, and the sort of end portion of 2019. So mm-hmm. that would be the, you know, that would just now as sort of it's been in the back of my head but it's kind of coming to the forefront and sit in terms of like you know this has to be planned like a year in advance anyway so um it looks like yeah i might be running the marathon kind of autumn of 2019 cool that's obviously that would clash with the 10k but i don't you know i think the two in in a sense do go hand in hand so i think i Mm -hmm. could probably do both Great. No, that's that's incredibly exciting. And the so the standard for the ten k. What is that um, for the world champs? Uh, I believe it's twenty seven forty five. Okay. It's usually twenty eight minutes, but um, I think they cut it to twenty seven forty five. But like, I mean, yeah, you can't run too many ten k's either. It's a bit like the half marathon in that sense. The track ten k's. But I think you know if I really do sort of target one for you know next uh, next spring that I could get I could think I could run that time absolutely and I think you look at the time you ran you know the time that you've run at Brian Goodwin on your own on a road yeah. I think if you put yeah. you on a track and, and you know that's uh, absolutely absolutely a realistic goal that's, and that's really exciting mate really cool to hear you talking like that um, it certainly gets the interest going so so I mean you're part of a, you know, that that alone. You're part of a really big, a really emer- I mean, emerging. It's emerged this group of Scottish athletes at the moment. It's it's so competitive. Um, you know, how does that feel? And I guess the interesting thing is uh, to put you on the spot here. When are we going to see you line up against one of the other boys, Butcher or Hawkins, in a in a 10k? That's what that's what everyone wants to see. Butcher Hawkins, who, who are they? Oh, here we go, <laughs> fighting talk. No, no. I get asked that question like so many times, like what you think of Andrew? But I'll no, bet. And, uh, like I actually, yeah, I do want to be racing them. Like I wish, you know, I mean, I'm sure they they think the same thing. Like we do want to race each other, but you no, know, Andrew's more of a 5k guy. Cam's obviously the marathon. You know, everyone's on different schedules. Andrew lives the other side of the world. You know, it's it's not the easiest thing to all come together and race. But mm-hmm. you know, I would, yeah, I'm. I just want to, yeah, I want to be on a line with them. I think it'd be cool if we could kind of set something up or, you know, do a race, you know, plan a race that sort of was mutually beneficial to all of us, I guess. But no, it is, it's, obviously it's, it's pretty cool to be in, to be in this sort of era of, of, of running in Scotland that, you know, we're, we're all like feasibly looking to take down you know to sort of rewrite the record books mm-hmm. as it were um yeah so it is it's yeah it's cool i guess is the, the <laughs> it's yeah it's really cool word i can use to describe it no I mean, it's really cool i mean kyle and i both um you know up in aberdeen we 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 know fraser klein well you know 211 and um yeah. you know years ago and it's great and you know we and it's it's great to have new names to speak about you know and it's uh i think it's it's really exciting and we're all as fans. We're all keen to see see how you guys pr- progress. So, so I mean, one one the one of the last things I want to touch on. So you talked about you know obviously these you know world champs coming up, Olympics coming up. Let's not forget you've competed at world champs. You know you were you ran um, the the world half champs in in Valencia this year. 
I can. I was. I ran myself in the masses race with my, you know my wife Fiona was running, so we were there and we can you know stand and uh, agree with how windy it was there and how you know how, what a rough day it was. Just how did you find that as a you know what an experience that must have been? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, so the I think like the build up it wasn't much different from like your sort of standard big city race. There's usually quite a lot of sort of hype around these things. Obviously, the, the team hotels, it was, you know, full of the different countries and whatnot. But um, the, the race itself, though, I mean, it, it was it was pretty crazy. The, like, going through the first, like, two miles, I wasn't even in, like, the top 100. It was just, huh. I had world half marathon, huge crowds in the streets, just a lot of people getting carried away, and, and it just went out rapid. But, yeah, as soon as we hit that sort of wind, I think it... I think people realised that they had to sort of back off and it became a, a bit of a sort of fartlek tempo type run. And I was actually a bit disappointed with the, like watching the coverage back because, I mean, nobody knows because it wasn't on the, the TV, but so I think I fell off the, the pace and bearing 10k, um, no, maybe just before 10k, I just I was having a rough patch, but when we had that 10k, it got really, really windy and, and rainy and yeah. the season just came. You know, it seemed like the season had just completely changed. Um, but I actually hit the front of the race at like... Oh, did you? <laughs> like 13 to 14 kilometres, I was literally at the, the very front leading uh, just to kind of get a bit of, of air time. And just because the pace had slowed down so much, it was easy for me to work my way back to the to the front, can I? Uh, but yeah, nobody knows about that because it wasn't on the TV, but... Well, doesn't really matter who's leading at 14k anyway. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you've got that memory and a GB vest leading. I mean, that's uh, yeah, yeah. That, that will stay with you. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, superb. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, you know, we're really excited to see. So, in terms of the uh, you know, the the next you know, the next six to ten months, I guess you said you've got the 5,000 meters. We've talked next year world champs. What else is is coming up for you this year? Uh, so this year. I think the next sort of big thing, I think I will take a bit of a break, maybe the end of July or definitely some point in August, just to sort of reset a little bit and then we'll build up and look to the, there could be another sort of attempt at the 10k, uh, I think it was a fast race going on back out with the run Czech group in, in the Czech Republic, so okay. that's happening in September time, which would tie in nicely for another sort of fast half marathon attempt. Um, but yeah, so that's this sort of autumn will be structured around like hitting another big half marathon. Where that is hasn't been decided yet. Obviously, it'd be really cool to to race in Glasgow. But you know, I'm also sort of you know I won the Manchester half marathon last year, so that and those two are in very close proximity. So it looks like it might be one of those two, but. Yeah, just things haven't been decided quite yet. So, but yeah, probably the fast half marathon first, and then you know we'll be going into World Cross Country Year next year. So probably do a bit of cross country as well. Of course, yeah. Cool. No, I mean, we'll I mean we'll see what you run. I mean, I'm I think I'm I'm gonna go and run the Great Scottish uh, Half in Glasgow, which is I, I'm a big fan of. It's and it's it's always a well attended race from from as a yeah. club you know as a, as a sort of regular club runner myself so hopefully we'll see if the stars align and you're down there running it'd be great to see you because that's a national champ you know it'd be great it'd be it'd be cool to see you line up at a, a scottish champ so. yeah um, i think it would you know it's a big opportunity to kind of 
bring in a bit like last year, the sort of best of the British guys again and, and make it more of a sort of British championship as well as obviously it's a, a Scottish championship as well. So, yeah, no, I think it's got a lot of potential, but yeah, just have to see how things play out in the next, I guess, few weeks. Yeah, cool. Well, we will uh, we'll we'll stay tuned to your social media to see what uh, to see if we uh, any announcements yeah. coming up. So lastly, I mean, you you touched on it before. You obviously you're working. Um, that's that's what is is crazy. You're running these times. You're an unsponsored athlete. You know, you're you're working. How do you? I mean, how do you manage that work life balance? You know, you're uh, you're obviously a very relatable guy to the rest of us. You're having to put a, put a work shift in around and get your training around that. That must be quite yeah, tough. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not like working loads of hours just now it's, it's more just to kind of like have a bit of a, an income to get by I'm using races you know I've, I've done a few sort of big uh, road races and city races to, to earn a bit of money over the past few months and then the, the sort of working couple of days a week just sort of supplements that but no, I'm, I'm lucky with the employer uh, Kelly Teal sort of running store in Glasgow that you know, they're very sort of lenient with me, allow me to kind of come in when I'm, you know, done with training and just sort of work around my schedule kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not the most sort of demanding workload in the world as, you know, I, I am looking to sort of maximise these next few years as much as possible with, you know, the focus on training and, you know, as every sort of distance runner knows, the recovery aspect of training is, is definitely just as, as important. Mm-hmm. Quite right. I mean, well, we, I mean, we are obviously hugely excited to see what you do in the in the coming years, and we're uh, we're very hopeful that um, that you get picked up by a sponsor because I think it's uh, you're an athlete who's definitely definitely going places, and you know, with world championships and Olympics on the hor- on the horizon the next couple of years, it's going to be exciting. So, so far, so thank you for your time, uh, Luke. It's been great to have you. Before you leave, we like to ask some fart-like questions to. Uh, everyone who we've had on so Fraser Klein he was on a couple of weeks ago and he's answered them we've had some uh, James Cruikshank who's a, a physio for uh, for some of the Scottish Orienteers oh, so we're going to rattle off some questions as quick as you can give us an answer and then we'll let you go so are you ready? yeah go for it favourite running race? favourite running race oh now I'm under pressure I've got to go with the, the Frank Goodman 10k nice <laughs> favourite beer? Favorite beer? Ah, that's a good one actually. I obviously, just spent a bit of time in, in the Czech Republic there, so uh, very cheap pint Staropram. Nice. Really enjoyed that one. You can get that over here. It's a popular one. Rest day or recovery run? What did you say? Sorry. Rest day or recovery run? Rest day. Oh, I mean, whenever there's a rest day, I'm going to take advantage. Yeah, yeah. I'll okay. go for rest day. Okay. If you need it. You need it. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? Oh. American gangster, love it. Nice. Early morning run or late night run? Late night. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm an early morning person when I have to be, but if I can sleep in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that every time. Pre-race meal. Pre-race meal. Oh man, like I literally, <laughs> I wing it every time. Like I don't even have a set pre-race meal. Well, Usually like... the night before, I'll play it safe with some sort of like pasta and chicken and. and Tomato sauce or something. Okay, I was gonna say it sounds like uh, it sounds like a bro- your brother's birthday meal did the trick. So that's <laughs> whatever you did there, it seems to be right. God, I think that was like a seafood paella. It's probably nice. not the safest thing. Uh, right, core, cool, core cool or a vet? Core cool or a vet? Oh my god, neither. Oh, mo or rup? Neither. Oh, 
Favorite shoe? Favorite shoe? I mean, I don't have a sponsor. I don't want to be vlogging okay. brands here. Right, fair answer, fair Let's answer. With, uh, what, what did you run in today? <sighs> what did I run today? I did a, I did a nice, easy 10-mile run in the morning with Neil Gurley, another top Jeff McNorth athlete is racing at British Champs at the weekend. Uh, and then a, another easy five-mile run in the evening. Tulsa or Githnick? Favorite training session? Favorite train ten by ten by a thousand meters on the track. Nice. Nice. Running hero. Running hero. Yep. So you said running hero. Oh yeah. my goodness. Running hero. Oh my goodness. I, um. See, I'm not uh, like the biggest uh, sort of athletics nerd in the world um, oh, don't, don't worry about it we'll say Andrew yeah, Butcher I'll right yeah. <laughs> uh, favourite place to run favourite place to run I'm going to go with the Whiteley with arms up in the Eagle Shimmers oh good answer right so the, and the last one we're going we're gonna to ask you is we've had we've been asking a lot of people this because we're we are organising a beer mile. You, being from the training the states, you'll be aware of the beer mile. Um, so we're organising a beer mile in Aberdeen. So if you were to run a beer mile, what would what do you think you would run? Now I've got your bear mile. I know you've got your four seventeen miler. On is that uh, what I, I can see is your PB? God, that's not very good. Um, oh bloody hell! You so you need to drink four beers. Uh, you got to chug them. Then. Chug four oh, beers and and run a, and run a, a mile. I'm going to go conservative here and say around uh, six minutes. I'll go six minutes. Okay, nice. I like that. Nice, that's good. Very good. Great. Well, anyway, well, thank you, Luke, so much for coming on. It's been really interesting to chat to you, mate. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the best in the coming in the coming years. We'll be keeping uh, keep an eye on you. And hopefully once you get a world champs or Olympic sport, you'll maybe get back, in, back on the show and give us an update. Yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate this. Great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. So yeah, uh, that kind of brings us on to 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 what what we're up to. Um, but before we, we we say what we're up to, and we're we're going to look um to to what we're going to be doing in August uh, in Sunday, the twenty sixth August. We've um both signed up to the Great Aberdeen Run, haven't we? We have. We both. This is a race which was launched last year in Aberdeen. It's part of the Great Run group of races and. Um, it was a great success. It was a really the first big race event in Aberdeen in a long time. You know that really utilizes most of the city and and the city centre. And Kyle and I both ran the half marathon. And I don't know. I can only speak for myself, but I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was great to run in front of a lot of uh, a lot of friends, colleagues, running club, training mates who were all out on the street. And it was it was cool. It was a good field running. Robbie Simpson uh, won the race. You were second, I believe, Kyle. I was third. Eh? You were third. Oh no! I... Who was second? Oh God, what was his name? Uh... Oh, this passed me. Um, he's an Aberdeen AAC guy. Uh, oh, moved... James James Hood. James Hood, that's right. That's right. That's right. So anyway, uh... so that just shows Kyle was third. So it shows what a strong field it was last year. And yes, yeah, so we're both we're both running again, which is cool. Yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty good. Um, 
So yeah, we've also got a competition um, that we're going to be launching uh, this weekend as well. So we've got two free spaces um, for the either the 10k or the half marathon of so whatever one you whoever the, the winner decides. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that, and we'll give you some more details on the Facebook page. Yeah, I mean we should add that we're going to have this competition. The the race is is end of August end of August, so there's plenty of time to train, plenty of time ahead of you if you don't, you know, get involved. There's end of the competition. There's also, the race entries are open as well, so definitely one we recommend. Wow, what an insight, Tom. That's uh, what a fantastic interview. Um, Luke, thank you very much for being on the show. Real pleasure listening to you, and hopefully the listeners will, will agree as well. So, uh, yeah, so that's about it, Tom. Um Tell us a bit about what you're doing this weekend. You, you've got um, you've got a quite an interesting weekend ahead of you, don't you? I do actually this weekend. Um, so I'm riding at the the Stonehaven Beer Fest Sportive, which combines two cool things: uh, sport and beer. So we'll be uh, <laughs> we'll be a few of us will be there. We've actually actually done it last. It's the fourth year they've run it. In the last two years, I've done it with with you and Debbie and uh, Jeremy and a few others. But sadly, you're not joining us this weekend. I know. Well, we've we've, uh, we've our uncle Sandy. We've we've given him a, a racing car driving experience on the Saturday morning. So once uh, you know, in Fife of your home your home country. Um, so once we we get there, we're going to be on a merry way back up to see you, you guys and gals. Um, perhaps our local our local at Bantai. Um, Absolutely. So, so we'll so see how cool. it goes. So I'm doing that. I'll probably get longer on the weekend. But in, in, uh, if we talk about races coming up, a little birdie told me you're on the start list for the Stonehaven Half Marathon, mate. Oh, God. Do you know what? I, I and was your in, wife. I about that. Aye. God, oh, I kept that quiet. You must you have did. looked at the start list, did you? I did. I did look at the start list. I'm, I'm, I'm calling you out on this. So what's the uh, plan? Are we going to see Kyle Gregg to the start line? Oh, you're going to see Kyle Gregg get a, a Luke Trainer type time. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to be a good, good few miles short to get that time. So that's cool. So I mean, well, there is. So that's one that we didn't mention. We've got the Stonehaven Half Marathon this weekend, which is cool. So we look forward to seeing how everyone goes next weekend. This weekend, that's always a good race. Big weekend for Stonehaven. Bike ride on the Saturday and the half marathon on the Sunday, and a beer <laughs> fest Thursday through to Sunday. So kudos to that time. Do you know what I'm glad about? It's not kudos because the beer festival finishes on the Saturday. Yeah, true. So Sunday, what are you going to do? Like, well, you know, surely you that you could you would have a market for, for After the, the beer half, festival. Yeah, you would think Sunday. so. But saying that, when we were there last year, the all the beer ran out. I remember that. Yeah. Well, that's we why that's why this year, well, this year I'm doing the 70 mile ride, not the 100, because that means I'll hopefully get in before the session IPAs are finished unlike last year when we ended up drinking sour beer for a couple of hours <laughs> sour cherry beer mm. yeah lovely cool uh, so anyway that what about right, you what, well, so we, well you've got you've got that i guess you'll um yeah that, that, that's about it the, the the yeah that's my weekend summed up you've already summed up didn't even have to tell you there you go <laughs> breaking news <laughs> I should also, the Stonehaven Half Marathon have also announced it on Facebook that there's a Scotland International running. So that's, uh, they're calling you out on that. Well, I think they, they're not going to, there's not going to be a firework, that's for sure. There's not going to be any fireworks. There might be a, an explosion of um, of disappointment in 
Uh, yeah, I'll be like a, I'll be like my car. I'll be like this diesel engine without <laughs> the turbo. It's going to be awful. Oh, I'm sure it'll be good. Ah, it'll be fun. It's it's all about the taking part. Absolutely, absolutely. Supporting yeah. local events. That's what we like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So right, well, yeah, that's that, it. That's about it. So as always, um, feel free to uh, drop us a line. And um, apologies, we haven't really got any. We we've had so much um, content. Uh, we we haven't really got a chance to. Uh, get a listener question so we need to spend a bit of time and and, and really answering some of your questions so apologies in advance if uh we haven't we haven't got your your questions on but we, we will we will strive to get yours on uh we really want to talk about it but we we just ramble on so much that um we run out of time but uh yeah as always uh feel free to email us uh, tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com uh, you can also get us on Facebook at Tartan Running Shorts and also at Twitter as well. We're on Twitter uh, at Tartan Shorts. So feel free to give us a listen. So, so on that note, I will well, uh, one have thing, a great... One thing oh. before we go, Kyle, I think we need to give them a tease. Um, we've spoken to number three on the 10K list this week, but you're speaking to someone next week. Well, you've spoken to them. We'll be catching up with them next, next week. Listeners can hear from an Olympian who's number two on the 10K list. That is that is right, and I'm not going to say who that person is. I'm going to get his get his to guess. So, uh, prizes for um, or a shout out to whoever gets uh, the the answer uh, on Facebook um, first as well. So great. Go. So that is a yeah. reason to tune in next week. Um, so yeah, have a great weekend running, and we will we will speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.